Welcome to the audio version of Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, the weekly live podcast covering everything Comic-Con, hosted by the Englishman himself, Leonard Sultana, and the big boss of the Friends of Comic-Con forum, Alyssa Franks. This is Season 4, Episode 43, recorded on Sunday the 11th of June 2017, 38 days from this year's big event. On this episode, we look at the content of Comic-Con with Kevin Walwyn from the Friends of Comic-Con Forum, joining us to talk about what we can expect from the small screen offerings in the coming months. And Mark Serby talks us through his picks on what we could see from the movie studios in rooms like Hall H, Ballroom 20 and Indigo Ballroom. We wouldn't be able to do what we do with Talking Comic-Con each week if it wasn't for our kind sponsors of our Patreon. Please help us out and follow and donate at patreon.com slash Englishman SDCC. Oh, my word. Okay. Um, hello there, everybody. Welcome on to uh, Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Leonard Sultana, and this is our live show where we talk every week about Comic Con, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that goes around it. Uh, we have ourselves uh, an interesting show today with our uh, fantastic guest. Uh, before we uh, introduce those, very quickly, once again, if you do want to interact with the show, because this is all about you and your uh, experience at Comic-Con, if you do want to interact, do let us know with uh, your questions on the YouTube uh, Q&A. And, of course, you can use the hashtag on Twitter, CupOTSDCC. I do my best to uh, keep an eye on that as well as we can go throughout the show. This gives you an idea of uh, my weekend so far. Uh, this is the cup which I usually drink from. That's the cup I'm drinking from today. <laughs> because it's just been a fun one. I've done a lot of driving, a lot of uh, up and down the M1 because I uh, attended the ICE uh, International Comics Expo Summer uh, event uh, in Brighton, which is a bit of a journey for myself, but a lot of fun. Um, and we'll talk about that as uh, a little bit later on in the show. So our guest today, uh, we're all going to be talking about the content, not only that you can see on your big and small screens coming up uh, over the course of the coming months, but also which may be represented at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, we have ourselves, my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic-Con Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well. It's been a lot of tidbits have been happening this weekend on the forum, um, this week on the forum. We did uh, get... One person posted they hadn't received their pin in their box. Really? The badges are being mailed out. And that gentleman said that he contacted CCI and they said that they would be having pins in the sales pavilion for people who did not receive them. I don't know how they're going to verify it, but if you didn't get your pin, there is a, there is a way to get one. Um, well, I, I was kind of hoping as well that certainly for like the internationals and the presses, there's going to be like piles of these boxes, which they're just going to hand you. Because uh, I, I want a pin, and I'm certain Mark wants a pin. And uh, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I basically want someone cosplaying as Oprah, uh, Oprah going, you get a pin, and you get a pin, and everyone gets a pin. Yay! <laughs> uh, giving, giving it all of that. Speaking of press, uh, press car, uh, notifications, I am, I did receive a notification for my press, uh, badge being sent to me. So we'll, we'll see whether or not it actually comes in the plain brown envelope that it came in last year or I actually get a box. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. I get a box because I would like the booklet, you know? 
That would be the big thing. Yes, but we're getting a free badge, so we're not going to get treated to niceties like well, that. We'll see. we'll see. You know, maybe if you check in, you'll get a you'll get a pin. Who knows? Okay. Or Who we'll knows? get it in the box. Um, there have been there have been a couple of downtown hotels list um, come up on the on peak site. Um, even an MMM came up um, for all four nights. I think it lasted maybe a minute or two. And it was snatched up. <laughs> so, but keep, you know, keep your eyes out for that. Um, and the last bit of news is that New York City Comic Con fan verification is reopening on Tuesday. If you were not uh, fan verified before and have not already gotten your badge, you can on to, uh, you can get verified and presumably purchase on Tuesday. Indeed. Uh, I was about to mention that, so thank you very much indeed for uh, pointing that out. Um, we are hopefully going to be doing a show about New York Comic Con within the next couple of weeks, but uh, we're trying to schedule, find out the best way, time to schedule that, uh, because obviously the news is going to be coming uh, thick and fast about uh, San Diego Comic Con. And next week we're, we're actually going to be doing a show uh, based around D23 as well. So uh, we're trying to work out a way we can actually schedule that we can put something about uh, New York Comic Con into our list. Things. Thank you very much indeed, Alyssa. Uh, we're also joined by our, uh, our experts on big and small screen uh, matters. That's right. I'm calling them experts. This is called putting them on the spot. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, we have our, <laughs> okay. If they don't deliver with their expertise, uh, then quite frankly, you can tweet them and not me. Uh, we have ourselves Kevin Walwyn, who's joined us from the Friends of Comic Con Forum. Hello, Kevin. How are you? All right. And how are you? Not too bad. How's your preparations for SDCC going? It's interesting. Right now I'm doing a lot, I would say, background work, trying to get some into some press rooms, get on my list for, um, I would say, a couple of um, studio sites, and also, of course, watching a lot of TV. So aside from watching Wonder Woman two times over the last weekend, um, you know, last night was Orphan Black, so that basically starts my summer season right now. Of course, I'm not Fair enough. much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've... You know what? I've tried to. I've done actually done very little in terms of television watching because I have just been busy on other things. The chateau of the last television I watched, it was for a Sequart article that I wrote about Wonder Woman. I watched the the pilot that WB put together for Wonder Woman back in two thousand and eleven. Ouch! I believe I believe it was at that point I actually stopped wanting to watch television ever again. <laughs> it's, it's soul destroying watching that. Um, thank God the film came along; otherwise, I'd have just wanted to burn the lasso of truth to the ground. I don't even, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Tell but us how you really feel, Leonard. Tell us how you really feel. Um, <laughs> so yeah, terrible, terrible show. Um, so no, we're going to be talking about um, upcoming TV and also what we can expect to see in terms of panels, not only on the bigger rooms but also in the small rooms as well. So thank you very much indeed for joining us, Kevin. And joining us to talk about the uh, the big screen stuff, we have Mark Serby joining us. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Leonard. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. Indeed, it's been. It, it always feels like forever since we have you on because, you know, you kind of, it's like touching El Dorado. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's great to have the gold. It's great to have the gold joining us. Uh, then again, you've been a busy boy, as we can see with, by the poster behind you. Um, yes. How's how's it going for the book? Uh, it's going very well. Thanks for asking. It came out on Friday. Um, had some very nice tweets, some nice feedback. So yes, it's uh, it's slowly ramping up. My house is 
Um, half filled with boxes full of the physical book, so I will be selling the physical book. The actual book, I've got one here, looks like this. It's very nice, it's very shiny. Yeah, um, it can also act as a small um, deterrent as, against... A it. small yeah. doorstop, because this is how thick it is. It is 770 pages. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, there you go, you see. So, if you want an expensive doorstop... I really can recommend this. It keeps any door open. It not, really whoa, 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 whoa. It's not that expensive. That's true. Yes. Yes. So, no, uh, the book's been going great. I'm really pleased it's out there. You know, two years of keeping it secret and now it's out. So I'm very, very happy. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's getting a bit of traction. So hopefully some of the people will... Uh, who have been interviewed in the book, because there's nearly 70 exclusive interviews, will start putting it on there. I had a weird experience with Michael Rooker a few weeks ago, um, which was completely bizarre. I, I was going to lead on to that. Off you yes. go. Tell, us, tell the story. Well, I was at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in London. He was there. I thought, oh, great, I will take him a book, because he starred in Sea of Love with Al Pacino. I thought, it'd be nice for him to read it. I get to the table. I say, oh, I, you know, I've written this book. Um, I'd like to give you a copy. He looks at it, and he goes, you wrote this? I was like, yes, yes, I, I actually wrote this. He went, but you actually wrote this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So you've published this? Yes. Right. Okay. Hang on. So he comes round his desk, walks around the front, and about 200 people are waiting to get this guy's autograph. He shouts to everybody. He goes, right, everybody pay attention. Uh, does everybody know Mark? I'm thinking, I don't know if anybody knows me here. This is weird. And then for about five minutes, he starts to tell everybody why they should buy the book. And he's holding it aloft, and everybody's looking at it. And then he gets me to tell them where they can buy it. So I'm stood there, th and Michael Rooker's got his arm around me, and I'm thinking... Okay, don't mess this up because Michael Rooker's here, but you've got to sell the book as well. So in like 90 seconds, I told everybody and then he goes, right, let's have a photo. So he's got a photo on his phone of him holding the book, which I'm waiting for him to put on his Instagram. And I keep sort of messaging his management to say, do you think he's going to put it on soon at some point? Um, and then he sits back down and he says, oh, would you sign it for me? I'm thinking, hang on, I came here for your signature. <laughs> you want mine? This, and he goes, oh, yeah, oh, also, make sure you dedicate it to me as well. Nice. <laughs> this is completely bizarre. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, cool, be cool, be cool. You know, I'm still a fan at the end of the day, be cool. I walk away, and then I just go, oh. <laughs> did, I, did I just dream that? Yes, yes. So very, very bizarre incident. But, uh, you know, that that type of thing doesn't happen often. But when it does, you kind of feel like, wow, that really happened. And I had loads of fun. I really hope somebody got a photo. Fortunately, my other half was there and got some photos of me high-fiving him. I don't even remember when that happened. But at some point, I high-fived him. <laughs> it actually doesn't surprise me knowing Michael Rooker. He was, um, I saw him at ECC, um, with his, uh, with somebody else and the moderator of that panel, I congratulated her when I saw her the next day, managed to contain him because he was one side of the stage, the other in the audience, bouncing back and forth, absolutely no hope of keeping it within the time frame whatsoever so it doesn't surprise me that he was that vivacious and outgoing that's wonderful uh, i yeah. you know get a video of that you need you have to get yeah, that you, picture. well i mean we've got loads of people saying congratulations Thank and you. Uh, everyone going uh, congrats mark kitty gunn craig linders uh, andrew Link english and then mark wakesler 
Um, <laughs> I do quite, I, I did quite like this one as well from Andrew Dickinson. Uh, did you dedicate it to Mary Poppins? <laughs> no, I no, I didn't. But do you know what? There's a funny story about that. I was writing it. I was putting to Michael, and I was thinking, "Am I spelling Michael right?" And then I realised I've actually spelt it. I've completely finished writing it, and I have no idea if that's right. Quickly shut the book and give it to him. <laughs> oh, so I, I I don't know if it's right or not. I just had a complete brain fart, so I don't know if he's got it spelled right or not. <laughs> Fantastic. That's the kind of experience that we like to talk about here on this show. That's brilliant. Uh, well, congratulations on uh, everything with the book, Mark. And yes, great story. Uh, I knew I wanted to get that uh, sorted and uh, mentioned it on the show. Brilliant stuff. Right, let's crack on with the main content then. Uh, we are going to be talking about exclusives as well. If there's anything that you want us to talk about on today's show, once again, Q&A or on the uh, Twitter, as Engl- uh, Cup of Tea Englishman, uh, Cup of Tea, do let us know if there's anything you want us to cover in today's show. So we'll go to Kevin first, and we'll talk about not only the posts that you put up on the Friends of Comic-Con forum, but also what your predictions are for uh, content that we could be seeing at uh, San Diego this year. Uh, the, the, we're in the golden age of television. It's something we've talked about uh, on length here on the show. Um, but what can we expect to see uh, in the future, especially when you've got stuff like Netflix uh, representing at various uh, festivals and, of course, uh, Sci-Fi doing its rebranding? What's... Uh, What's uh, on your docket? A lot is on my docket. The traditional TV season, which runs from, I would say, fall to spring, is pretty much done. You got streaming content. You got online content. You got pretty much the summer content. Um, I think yesterday we, when Melissa and I pretty much put together our list of picks for the summer, um, we actually realized also um, Game of Thrones and Orphan Black pretty much are premiering after the Emmys cutoff. So, they will not have representation this year for consideration for the Emmys, but they will be on the Emmys docket for sure next season um, or next year. Um, so for me, looking at the list, it's pretty much lengthy, but you have a couple of shows. For me, I look at a little bit more genre, but also some of the drama. We have Broad Church, um, Orphan Black, of course. I'm wearing my Orphan Black uh, Clone Club shirt from BBC America. Can't help it. <laughs> and then I start looking at some of the weird things that are coming across a little bit more of the, like, return to Grindhouse, something a little bit more offbeat um, with Blood Drive. Um, it's actually very interesting when you look at it. It was plugged on your show last week. So I took a look at a trailer and I thought, okay, this is looking very interesting. You throw bodies into cars to generate... I'm just gonna, is, is, it, is it as violent as um, was described to us? Y- yes. And um, this that's not for kids, but I will say it does look very interesting. Um there is there's a thread on the forum that's called the SDCC Blood Drive 2017, which is actually Robert Heinlein's uh, Blood Drive. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of got a little confused there, but there you go. <laughs> that leads exactly. back into the violence of the show. <laughs> and and it's it's campy. So think about it from Quentin Tarantino's um, Grindhouse flicks with. Um, with Robert Rodriguez, if I remember correctly, um, Planet Doom and um, Planet Terror, sorry, and um, Death Proof. Those those two movies are fantastic. I can't stop watching them when, they, when they're on TV. Of course, then we got Preacher coming up later in the summer, or sorry, later this month in June. Um, Zoo. I've, I've been liking the promos for that, uh, for the second season. It's looking like it's... Whereas the show itself kind of deviated from the comics 
not only just in tone, but also the story. It seems now that the second season seems to be heading back towards that um, Garth Ennis uh, and Dylan uh, sort of like comic um, graphic novel. So I'm, no, I'm really excited to see what Preacher uh, season two brings. This cast is just unreal. It's really good. It's interesting. It's not typical boilerplate type of TV show, um, a TV series. So I'm looking forward to sec- the second season. Um, and then a couple other little highlights I have here. Of course, Game of Thrones is a given. Um, Midnight Texas, which I think was slightly delayed, it was supposed to come out in the spring this past um, this past spring. Um, now it's delayed to summer, and that should have some presence. Wasn't, at- wasn't that previewed at last year's Comic Con? Yes, but you know what? Some things take a while to kind of percolate and then find the right time on the schedule. Right now, I think all the network TV, um, I would say the networks, pretty much their schedules are jam-packed. They got so much content that they're actually popping it off to other other platforms. Um, that's another reason why I think Star Trek is probably on CBS All Access is because they're going to have a challenge trying to um, you know, find a particular time slot and then justify the number of episodes. And I think they're up to episode 16 episodes now is the order. I think initially they're going to go with 13. Um, and then Alyssa, if you want to jump into anything, but of course I, I would say, I know Alyssa has a couple of shows that she likes, which will be um, The Last Ship and Turn, but The Defenders coming out in August, I think will be, Netflix will have a lot of glory on there. Um, and then last summer, I think... Just a quick question to both you and Alyssa. Do you think that um, Star Trek Discovery will actually have a panel uh, at Comic-Con this year? Because, um, like you say, is it gonna, it's going to be a streaming show. Uh, we're getting it here in the UK on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not too sure if it's going to get a simultaneous uh, when it gets released on CBS All Access. Or, we're, <laughs> like, three weeks later down the line, we're just going to get a massive dump of the bloody thing that's just thrown on uh, Netflix. What do you think? Uh, will we actually see some... Representation. I mean, was that that trailer the first salvo of uh, press for that show? If they do not promote it at San Diego, I'm going to be shocked. The marketing people should be taken out and fired, in my opinion. Right. If they do but not have, I've thought about their market, their whole marketing team to this date. They have not been hyping it. They've clamped down on pictures for the for the um, the set. They they don't do it. They had a gorgeous opportunity last summer on the Star Trek panel, the Star the Trek panel um, in the middle of the day at in Hall H on Saturday. And well, they said, I, was, I was talking to someone about that. I think I was speaking to Rich Johnson from Bleeding Cool over the weekend, and was just talking about the various panels and the, the icons that appeared have appeared on stage at Comic Con, uh, including Adam West, which we talked about. We will be uh, talking about him in a bit. Um, But, yeah, the Star Trek panel uh, in the middle of the whole H programming on the Saturday was turgid. It was so – it was such hard work. Um, It was a lot of in-jokes. It was a lot of Brian Fuller trying to get one idea which would supposedly drive a 45-minute panel and didn't. Um, Yeah, I wish we could have seen more. But then again, at that point – we had no information about Star Trek Discovery. At this point, we, we absolutely will. Because, um, uh, yeah. like I say, we've got the production, it's up and running. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm just wondering where we could uh, possibly be seeing it. Would it be a whole H? We should see it. But the problem is, is and unless their marketing team gets their act together and starts promoting the thing, we won't see it, is my feeling. Kevin? Uh, here's my opinion. Um, 
Number one, I think they probably didn't really start shooting anything until maybe March or April. And they, they were, they had to be secretive yeah. because they were shooting in other locations around the world. I think they were shooting in Morocco. So in the, I would say in the trailer that they um, promoted during the upfronts, that was pretty much encapsulating that they, hey, we're not just going to stick here in a studio or what they call Planet Doom from Star Trek uh, Next Generation, which is one set that made to look like every single planet. They decided to go a little bit more ambitious um, for the first pilot. I think they dropped a number of millions of dollars, and we'll see what happens. But I don't think they'll make any announcements until maybe the first or second week of July. Um but if they, I think they will do it because they're trying to promote a whole new streaming platform. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, if they don't, then I think New York Comic Con will be a little too late. <laughs> so, okay. um, I mean, do we, do we think, um, Ballroom 20, Hall H, is it something that could, could it, could it fill Hall H or is it more of a B20 kind of setup, do you think? I think either B20 or, um, or Indigo. I'm Six thinking BCF perhaps. Yeah, yeah, probably. But uh, I think I think either Indigo or Ballroom Twenty. They'll try to do that. Um, I'm also trying to figure out what else CBS will try to showcase at at San Diego. There really isn't too much, um, but they could probably take a whole block and just say, "Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this." But then also you got Paramount, which will definitely be backing it. So Paramount and Viacom. So. I think that they'll do, if they're going to do anything, it'll probably be Indigo. Fair enough. I think uh, also, I mean, I think there's some crossover. I think some of the cast will be coming over for some other stuff as well. So I think, you know, we'll be, we'll be seeing some of the cast there. Uh, I mean, obviously we've got um, uh, uh, Jason Isaacs, who uh, may make an appearance, which would, would be fun. Doug Jones would be uh, cool to have there. Um, but, um, yeah, and Michelle Yeoh. I mean, yeah. when was the last time Michelle came? Uh, I think that was um, a couple of years back now. Don't be surprised if he sees a, a major presence on the floor. Okay. I would, if if it was up to me, I would have a booth on the floor, right in the media, in the media sweet spot, and I would do something there. But hey, that's that's my thinking. I'm not sure, but um, I'm also hoping that Netflix decides to, but they don't throw much to marketing, I think they might want to start doing that a little bit. So I'm hoping that they have some sort of presence for Stranger Things because the, the timing is right right now. Um, <laughs> it doesn't premiere until October. They have um, Netflix has also Defenders coming August. You have a, They can also pair up with, with uh, the Marvel booth, but I think they can at least have a panel. They have been, the Duffy brothers have been going around and doing smaller types of panels. Um, I went to one in New York City last August, and it was actually pretty cool. So, and I would say the cast has been making the rounds around on conventions. So, um, if they don't have anything officially, you may see the cast there too, just hanging out. Yeah, I mean, we had this chat about Netflix last week. In that, um, myself and Alyssa had a little bit of background information last year regarding Netflix's uh, appearance at various conventions. In that. Um, while they have the products, all their money that they kind of bring in goes to the product. Um, they don't actually have a massive amount of uh, budgeting for conventions and promotion in that regard, which is why they didn't have a massive presence 
at San Diego last year, the, the presence that they did have, you notice, was all the Marvel stuff. So it was Marvel that was effectively footing the bill. Uh, same drill again. This time, um, they have some amazing Marvel product coming, like, say, Defenders. But I, if they don't have a Stranger Things panel, I'd be incredibly yeah. disappointed because that show has been the biggest hit for them. It's just been incredible. And they are pushing right now because I, I received the, um, the free your consideration packet included my Hollywood reporter and they are pushing for Emmy, Emmy, um, nominations. So they, it all, it, it only helps themselves. Literally. It only helps themselves. And I think they'll probably have a good presence there, um, at the Emmys this year. Yeah. We've got a couple of comments coming in on the Q and A. Andrew English and I agree with this one entirely. At the moment, he doesn't have too much hope. Uh, for uh, Star Trek Discovery, it looks like every other Stargate planet looking like bits of Canada, which I, yeah, which I totally understand. I totally get. But I did like the line as well, looking more forward towards the or- for the Orville, uh-huh. which is um, uh, McFarlane's uh, series, which, yeah, I'm up for that. If anything, because I'm a massive um, Galaxy Quest fan, and it looks like something like from Galaxy Quest, so I think I, I'm, I'm up for that. Uh, Angela Copley at the Limitless panel last year, or a couple of years ago, CBS gave out one month or three month passes for CBS Access uh, promo cards. Hope they do something like that again. Yeah, I think all Star Trek fans would love um, a three month pass to uh, <laughs> CBS All Access. Just get Star Trek Discovery for free. Fantastic. Um, um, people more or less discussing now about... Um, uh, they could be seeing uh, needing a Westworld panel. Do you think uh, we could be having something for Westworld appearing at Comic Con? Definitely, definitely. That's WB. They pretty much will, they'll have that. Definitely. Um, the other thing that has not really had much of a presence last year was Legion. Um, they had no panel whatsoever. They did a, a, I would say, a side mention during another panel. So well, I think and, I'd even say that show generally just came out of the blue. Yeah, and it was is really good. And production is supposed to be shifting to California, so the cast should be pretty much nearby during time of con, if that is, I would say, the current schedule. So they should have a panel, in my opinion. Um, that also, mm-hmm. I would say, be a ballroom 20 or 6 BCF type of um, room, but it's definitely something I would look forward to. Yeah. Um, what do we see from the other stations then? Sci-fi have been the one that have really... They've said that they're going to do their best to move towards genre television, uh, obviously with a lot of um, uh, adaptations of sci-fi classics. Um, could, could we see a, a panel for sci-fi generally, or would it be show-by-show, show, do you think? Here's – okay, this is a bet. I'm going on a limb here. They have they just literally just re uh, announced last month a total rebrand. So this is their time to actually start showing something to actual I would say the consumers. The ad folks that they did for the upfronts, they did make a um they did bring Zach Levi to New York to promote the um his I would say live at Comic Con um mm-hmm. show. And then you just can't have that. You have to have something else to come bring with it. So I think they may do a little bit more of a push. They may tie in with NBC and NBC Universal to push a couple of their other series as well. Of course, tying in with Midnight Texas, it might do a, a double airing where it'll air on um, NBC first and then also on Sci-Fi Channel afterwards as a um, either simulcast or encore. Um, 
And then you have a couple of the series that sci-fi is pushing. Of course, Sharknado, that's a given. So <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity. They used to do some stuff. They didn't really do anything officially within the convention center, I think, the last couple of years. Um, and they were set up at one of the restaurants down the street in the gas lamp area. This is now time for them to, if they were smart, for a little bit of money, get a panel together and uh, and do, I would say, a block Um and they could do it in one of the one of the smaller rooms and start selling that. But also, if they want to start connecting the live at Comic Con, um, and they want to try to go back to the I would say the glory days of G four, they want it. They have to do something a little bit more. Um, I would say engaging. Yeah, uh, Kogi Commander is uh, uh, saying that uh, they did. They took over the Hard Rock restaurant uh, for the, uh, the the Hard Rock. Uh, sorry, for the Sci Fi Cafe. Uh, that they did. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, reasonably well because I've uh, popped in on a couple of occasions. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm curious to see, like you say, I mean, obviously they're going to be having a presence with the live from uh, Comic-Con, but I think that is going to be geared more towards Zach Levi's um, influence. So you're gonna, mm-hmm. it's, that's going to be more like your Nerd HQ uh, kind, of, kind of affair. Uh, when it yeah. comes to the actual sci-fi product, um, I personally think we're going to get one panel, just an overview of the th- stuff that's coming up, because they want to kind of push sci-fi as a brand. I think they could push individual shows fine, but at the end of the day, they want to make sure that people see the logo. They want to know that, ev- that as a channel, they're making the effort to exactly. uh, as a, as a, a sol- solid unit, unit, even though the uh, new logo is absolutely terrible. Uh, oh, it looks awful. It, uh, I'll see if I can dig it out of my uh, files. It's just, oh, it's terrible. But anyway, um, okay. Is there anything else that you can suspect may be seeing uh, product uh, at uh, Comic-Con? I know a lot of people are jumping in, and I've kind of held off by saying so far, purely because I know the reaction it's going to get out of you two. Okay, the go expanse. ahead and say it. What? The Expanse. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on. Uh, okay. Melissa, you talk about Expanse. Oh, I, I think we will. I, I think we will. Um, you know, it, what, they, they don't seem to hesitate to, you know, there, there's no hesitation on missing an opportunity to, to put the show out there. And they've got a great cast, very personable cast, all very, uh, very good at, uh, managing a crowd of people. So I, I think we will see something, uh, 6BCF would be my guess. And they could do a block. It's very yeah. simple. They can have expanse magicians tied in together. They have a presence over at New York Comic Con. If they should have the same presence in San Diego, this is Killjoys, Dark Matter. You know, and that's I mean, Killjoys and, and Dark Matter and the Expanse. It's all you know. It's space based sci fi, which is uh, where I hope they're going more towards. Um, CBS is also doing um, Salvation, um, just to kind of switch gears here, Salvation. Oh, my God, please tell me they're not doing a Terminator Salvation series. Please. <laughs> no, no, God, no, God, no. I still haven't seen the last movie. No. <laughs> you know what? The, no, the, the, the last one was okay. It was uh, all right. Yeah, no, no, no. This isn't. It, this isn't uh, tied into the Terminator series at oh all. It's a basic asteroid hits the Earth. Uh, only a few people know about it kind of thing they i'm just hoping that they've got a little bit more behind it uh a little the ideas are not so pat and it becomes a disaster of the week kind of a series um we'll, we'll see 
Um, that's, that's airing there. We've got the trailers up in that article we did. The other thing that I wanted to ask you and Mark about was, have you guys seen something called Hooten and the Lady? Kind of, a, it's an Indiana Jones <laughs> series. Um, apparently it came out in the UK. It's not Indiana Jones. It's Romancing the Stone. It got heavily pushed over here. Um, heavily promoted billboards, um, adverts left, right and centre. It got about three episodes in and then nobody talked about it at all. It kind of just vanished off the face of the earth. Mark, did you? I mean, I watched the first episode. Did you see any of it? I saw the first episode as well. Uh, it, it didn't really appeal to me that much, but when you're putting Jessica Hines into a TV show, hey, I'm there. I like her. I think she's very funny. Um, and... I just did not return it. Ju- oh dear. It was really poor. Really poor. <laughs> I will take your, I always like Mark's advice. So I will. Oh, I'll, okay. Don't listen to me. No, that's, no, that's fine. Um, no, we don't care. I'll, we don't I'll care about you. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what? What going to the TV thing, the one panel I would really like to see, and I know they haven't started shooting yet. They've only started announcing casting. I would really like to see a Snowpiercer panel. Because I'm I'm so hyped for this TV show, I really am. Well, I know that you're a massive fan of the original film as well. So yeah, yeah. Here's the other wild card panel that I've been kind of debating about whether they're going to have a presence is um, on Spike TV, which may be different for you in the UK. Is The Mist, which is Stephen King's, I would say, television adaption of the movie. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm. I think this. Just like the dome, it caught on like a fever. So, if they do the right thing, they should have a panel there too. There's a couple of other shows that are um, that are kind of airing this summer that are uh, into their second and third season. So we don't really concentrate on them. Uh, Power on Stars is in season four, and it, and also Clever Man um, on Sundance, which I particularly like. It's an Australian based. Uh, show which basically has the idea of two uh, different uh, uh, genetic uh, populations coexisting um, and what what you know how that is those are the two two other shows that are, are coming along which people may be just to put it on people's radar and of course we've got the strain coming back for their fourth season fourth and final season happening in uh, later on in July I, I mean, you saying about that, Alyssa, the strain, that there'll definitely be a panel, panel there. You know, Del Toro loves Comic-Con. I think there'll definitely be a panel. We should take bets on how many times he will swear on that panel because he does like, the man does like to swear and every time he reads it and he goes, oh yeah, sorry, I'll try not to swear. And then the next word is a swear word. So yeah, I think, I definitely <laughs> That's think. That's why we love him. Yeah, exactly. I think there'll <laughs> definitely be a panel for that. Absolutely. And his troll hunters panel, I don't think he dropped a swear word at all. <laughs> wow. Wow. The one other show that I'm looking forward to this summer is on Amazon, um, The Tick. I I watched uh they, they have the preview, the first episode, as Amazon does, on the um on live airing, so you can watch it if you are you're a prime member. And it looks like it could be really fun, rather rather campy. Um um, but I'm wondering, have we ever seen an Amazon panel at us? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Ha- Hand of God. Yeah. yeah. 
hand of God was there. So we well, might... that's something else. Well, someone else is also talk, talking about a couple of other uh, Amazon shows as well. Um, and there's some, they're bringing out some incredible products. Well, obviously, the other big Amazon show is um, uh, Man in the High Castle. Exactly. Uh, so uh, it's they've definitely represented and they've definitely brought uh, uh, stuff to Comic-Con in a big way. Uh, a couple of uh, shows, I mean, there's one, I mean, The Tick, by the way, yeah, I'm going to second uh, Alyssa on this one. I've actually seen uh, a couple of episodes uh, of this and uh, because they have got it on Amazon Prime here in the UK. Uh, if anything, because I'm it's such a huge fan of uh, Peter Serafinovich, uh, who's the, who plays the uh, the lead actor. I'm such a huge fan of his. So, it's, but he, he does it really well. He, he absolutely runs with the the whole campiness of the whole thing. Uh, a show that um, Michael P is mentioning. He's saying that it's on Hulu, but it's actually an Amazon's show uh, originally. And beyond Michael P mentioning this on the Q and A, I've never even heard of this bloody thing. What is Oasis? This is a television drama series, apparently um, produced and shot in the UK, directed by Kevin MacDonald, starring Richard Madden and Haley Joel Osmond and Mark Addy, uh, based on the 2014 novel The Book of Strange New Things, uh, following the adventures of a Scottish chaplain on an exoplanet colony, and is part of the pilot season for Amazon Video. I've never even heard of this bloody thing. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Either, but it does sound interesting. Yeah. Cool. What? Um, this is. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm blindsided by this. I mean, uh, well, hopefully that gets represented because that sounds interesting. If anything, because we don't do much in the way of anything that doesn't involve a corset here in the UK, um, <laughs> frankly. Um, which is why I'm stunned that hands made hand, handmade tail wasn't made in the UK because that seems right up our street. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike Graham Small. He yeah, watched the Graham so Small. I watched the pilot of Oasis. You're gonna have to let us know about that. Uh, let, yeah, let us know. What was that, Alyssa? And nothing. I think we best just move right along. <laughs> well, let's let's move on. Let's move on to Handmaid's Tale because that's also been uh, mentioned. Kimberly Dickinson uh, is saying, um, "Can we please have a panel for that?" Um, that was represented. I know a couple of cons, but is that a San Diego? Uh, show, do you think? I mean, I know they did that kind of walking through San Diego with the, um, the, 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 the women in the outfits doing kind of like the, the, the nuns being, uh, shepherded through, uh, gas lamp. Uh, but uh, did they have a panel for Hand, Handmaid's Tale at that point? I don't recall. Yeah. Has Hulu ever brought a panel? It's an interesting question. Well, if, Based on the reactions of Verhands may tell, heck, if they bring it and they bring Elizabeth Moss, I think a lot of folks will be attending it. Even mm. if they had a panel on the Bill Finger uh, story, documentary that they did, like they did at New York Comic Con, um, that would be wonderful. I think they should. They should represent yeah. better. Yeah, uh, okay. in June um, got... We had access to one of the screeners, and Transmute June watched several episodes, and she told me about how good Hands May Tale was, and she wrote the article about it um, as a preview, and it picked up. As soon as she published our article, or at least wrote the article internally, we started reviewing it, all of a sudden, I just started seeing a whole bunch of other articles pop up from major sites about how good this series is. So if it's on, hey, definitely. 
Well, according, uh, looking just at the Q and A, uh, the, re- the response because uh, it was K- uh, Kimberly Dickinson who brought up the, uh, the the show, and everyone was just going, "Yeah, let's just have some of that, please," because uh, uh, it was it did it did it created such a, an emotional response in the audience. So yeah, we're up for that. Um, Sarita P is asked a question, and I didn't even know that this was kind of up in the air. Um, they had a trailer for Krypton, and then it disappeared. Um, does anyone know if that show is still happening? And if so, when? Alyssa, Alyssa's giggling like oh. a didn't. I mean, what's, what's well, the story? I've heard, I've heard that somebody was commenting on that. I'm really looking forward to it. I have no idea. Um, I assumed that it was going to be something next year. And we, it, Kevin and I have been really focused on this summer. And, you know, we'll wait till next fall <laughs> to happen. So I don't know. Is the the short the short answer for that? I'm going to take a quick peek um, at the research I did from the upfronts, but I remembered that it was supposed to be on the on the list, and it was of course the Sci-Fi Channel. So this is another opportunity for Sci-Fi to bring in some content and showcase Krypton um, because they're trying to do the same thing. They were trying. I think they tried saying, "Hey, Gotham worked. Let's try this." <laughs> They they definitely need a Gotham, don't they? In my opinion, Gotham's fantastic. I don't know about you, um, but I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, we've got a question that's come in, which is actually rather interesting. This is from Jason Coe, Corgi, Corgi Commander. What is everyone's most memorable gas lamp promo stunt for a show that didn't make it? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember that show that was plastered all over the hard rock. Um, which was basically um, people being uh, the, the human race effectively being um, all the good the, the good people were taken away and left the 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 bad ones as purgatory on earth. As I think I got that right. Incorporated was another one as well. The reason why I like this question is because I'm absolutely convinced if a show is plastered over the Hard Rock or anywhere <laughs> down in Gaslamp. It dies on its fecking backside. Um, I am certainly talking about the films. I'm talking about Ghost Rider Spirit Adventure, uh, Vengeance. I'm talking about Pixels. Pixels, for the love of God. That horrible <laughs> film. Listen, um, The Equalizer was, pl- was plastered on Hard Rock, and that was not a bad movie at all. That was dead. No, I like, I, well, then again, I, I'm still no determined to think of The Equalizer in that movie. I still, I still think the Equalizer should be in the same universe as John Wick. I think John Wick should have been trained by the Equalizer. I think it should be. I'm waiting for the mashup film. I'm waiting for the mashup film. <laughs> um, Kitty Gunn. Well, it wasn't a show, but Assassin's Creed uh, pirate ship promo. Didn't that video game tank? Um, I'm possibly. We did too. Um. <laughs> Yeah. What yes. happened to Minority Report, the TV series, which was all over the Hilton Bayfront? Oh, yes. That's the classic. <laughs> that is a classic. Yeah. 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 Most shows with that off-site outside of Tin, Fi- Tin Fish dies, uh, Dracula, Oz, uh, Ascension. Um, Ascension was yeah. a limited run anyway. It was only three episodes, if I remember right. That's yeah. That was sci-fi. So there we go. It's just, yeah. 
Awful stuff. Basically, if the first thing I do is when I show up in San Diego, I look up at the Hard Rock and I see which t- film is going to fail this year. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Um, Heroes Reborn. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That wasn't yeah. a great uh, revival at all. So I there tried we go. It um, three times. It just never yeah. took off. Within fifteen yeah. minutes, start falling asleep. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, so any other shows that we've kind of missed? Is there anything else that on certainly that's appearing in your post on the uh, forum that um, we could be seeing at Comic Con? Melissa, uh, I, I don't think we mentioned Winona Earp. Um, well, that's doing well. They have a party. Yes. Yeah. And that, so we'll probably see a show for that. I would, I would assume, assume. Um, I, oh, Sweet Pete has also brought up a show which I'm stunned that even made a second season. Scream Queens. <laughs> that. Um, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see a blood drive panel on sci-fi. Um, I, we may have talked about that already though. Um, of Fear of the Walking Dead. I know we'll, we'll obviously get a Walking Dead, but maybe we'll actually get a Fear, uh, panel too. Um, your panel last year? I'm yes, not sure. Did. I don't remember. Okay. Yes, Fear did. Did. They, had a whole, they had a whole boat set up in the back as an offsite. Graham, Graham Small I, says, I think Vikings have confirmed they are returning to Comic-Con this okay, year. I, of yes, course. Yes, they did. Yes. So yes. pretty much any, any, any panel before that is pretty much, <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much yes. shot out. You can't get into it. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a question from Corgi Commander. American Horror Story, has it ever had a panel? I don't remember. Yes. American, has it? Yes, it has. Okay. And I could be wrong, but I remember that they did show up um, to San Diego. Fair enough. And Kathy Bates was there, if I remember correctly, too. Okay. Right, well, we'll, we'll move on, because it sounds like we've got most of the uh, the shows that people are talking about and uh, uh, talking about whether they're going to be appearing at Comic-Con. As always, everyone with the Q&A, jump in. If there's anything else that uh, you would like us to talk about in possibility that we could be seeing, um, uh, Andrew Dickinson is saying that um, uh, American Horror, Horror Story did appear at Geek and Sundry. That's the other thing as well. They do appear at the other um, kind of off-sites. And in the past, they would have appeared at uh, Nerd HQ. So it's just where uh, we could be seeing. Another show that uh, we haven't discussed as well is Dirt Gently. Uh, if there's a possibility of a uh, second season of that. Mark is smirking slightly there because I think he's got the same opinion of that show as I do. Uh, and the man, and that man, and Which that man, man. <laughs> that man. Yes, yes, that man. Yes. I watched Dirt Gently. I enjoyed Dirt Gently. I just tried to ignore the words that was coming out of people's mouths because <laughs> yeah. that guy. Anyway, we'll move on. Right, um, movies. Movies, um, yeah, this is where we now switch over to uh, the big screen and go over to uh, Mark Serby, especially off the back of not only the response to Wonder Woman, which we kind of touched on last week, uh, so certainly the, the, res- the panel that we could be seeing, or should be seeing, or will be seeing on the Saturday morning uh, for WB, which is kind of like their little home and wheelhouse now. Um, so off the, resp- re- the response of Wonder Woman, but also off the response of The Mummy, that came out this week. Um, at the end of the day, I'll just ask the question outright then. I kind of said this a couple of weeks back, and I said that we will be seeing a Dark Universe panel 
in Hall H. Is that now a slightly riskier proposition? <laughs> no, sure. It- it's something they need to do more than ever now. They need to ramp up this promotion more than ever and say, look, that was just the entry point. You know, it's, it's kind of like the new version of the DC universe of saying, look, Man of Steel, yes, we know it was long and it was boring and whatever else, but that was the entry point. Now look what you get. You get Wonder Woman. Yes, okay, you had to go through all of that. So <laughs> while the mummy is, well, all wrapped up in bandages because it is that shredded, um... I just think that they need to be there. They absolutely need to be there. They need to promote this more. And the thing is, they've got some good actors in there. You know, Sophia Batella, she's a wonderful actress. And Russell Crowe, yeah, fantastic. So that's great. And Tom Cruise. Well, even, even in the Dark Universe generally, because we've seen that cast picture. Yeah. Uh, with um, uh, Johnny Depp in there, with uh, Javier Bardem in there. And I believe, hasn't Angelina Jolie been yes. announced? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But then you see, you've got Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem. So all of a sudden, you're putting in Sophia Batella, you're putting in Tom Cruise. It's now slowly starting to turn into Pirates of the Caribbean 6, isn't it? Because these are about the same people. Um, in, in all honesty, yes, I think Dark Universe need to turn up. They need to promote the heck out of it because people are not turning up to this second film. No way. It's not as I, though people have even turned around and said, yeah, you know, yeah, well, we'll probably, uh, we probably enjoyed it. It was okay. No, no, no. I mean, this has been slated. You know, this is, this is almost as have, bad. Have you, actually, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it purely based on the fact, and this is how you know when a film is bad. In the UK, they show it the night before it gets released in cinemas. So they showed it to the press Thursday night. It came out Friday. So, and also that it was in a cinema with 200 seats. That's when you know they're afraid of it and they're afraid of what's going to happen. So, no, I haven't seen it. And, you know, time's moved on now. I'm afraid it's, you know, it's other things have come about. But yeah, I think Dark Universe would be good. Hopefully we won't get Russell Crowe doing his English accent. For anybody who's seen that clip, yikes, that's a horrible clip. <laughs> Um, I'm curious to see exactly how that's going. Um, Oh, that's an interesting piece of information from Corgi. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Sarita P, so the mummy tanked will Universal go further with the monster movies plan. I did quite like the viral video that came out um, last week, which was basically um, he talked about the the meeting uh, saying, right, have you seen all the money that uh, Warner Brothers are making with the expanded DC universe? Have you seen the money that Marvel are making? Universal. Come on, guys. What what have we got? Well, we've got all the monsters. Yeah, all right. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what we've got, then we'll do that. Um, so yeah, um, super cat chick. Um, the reason why I asked um, if you'd actually seen it, Mark, um, is saying I'm super curious if the mummy is actually bad or if it's more. No one is going to see it. Uh, good things. Good things from a couple of friends who has seen it. Um, although Dan Berry is reminding us, 32 million for the entire weekend. Ouch. Um, I did quite like this interesting fact, though. Corgi Commander, Funko cancelled the Tom Cruise mummy pop, and they're now selling on eBay for $200. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, Kitty Gun is frustrating. I love the original Universal Monsters. I'm not a fan of, big fan of remakes. I'm going to, I'm Gore's going to give them a chance. But I don't give them high hopes. Uh, Andrew English is going to go and see it tomorrow. I'd love to go see it. Uh, I am actually intrigued because uh, I am same drill. I'm a, 
monster, universal monster uh, fan. I like the uh, the whole the werewolf, the invisible man, the whole works. I'm I'm up for it. Except I'm skin. So at this point, I'm just going to have to possibly hold off for a little while until a little bit of money comes in. But um, there we go. I did. There was someone as well that was um, who follows me on Twitter. Who the one thing that she didn't like is that Tom Cruise, or certainly his character, is the most irredeemable character she has ever seen. She just <laughs> it's just is he's not likable at all, which is unusable, unusual for the perma grin that is uh, Tom Cruise. Okay, um, so what else do you expect to see? Certainly, when it comes to Hall H, uh, is there any kind of Dark horses that you can imagine. Just you know, well, taking taking away Marvel, Warners, and Star Wars, let's take those out of the equation. And I've said this before: there's always a panel for Open Road slash A24, this production company, and they always bring somebody new. You know, they brought The Rock for Hercules. Um, they brought Bill Murray for uh, Rock the Casbah. So they always throw these weird panels in there for films where people go, "Wait, why is this even here?" And yet they bring everybody. So. That's something to keep an eye on. I definitely think there's going to be a panel for Valerian. I would even hedge my bets that there's going to be a lot of screenings for it because it's out two weeks later. And Ah, I was wondering about the timing. Yeah, yeah, I think that will be everywhere. Um, also, one thing that a lot of people don't notice is that we get a lot of horror panels, horror-themed panels. Um, so I'm thinking that the new version of It might be there because... Yeah. That would be perfect. I think that would be a perfect fit. I think that will be there. Um, um, you'll, you'll, you'll see my missus uh, jumping in a lift or in an Uber <laughs> at some point, just as the introduction starts for that, and heading up the uh, uh, the, the highway. Um, there's no way in hell she'll be in the room for that panel. Well, it, more, it, more room for us who like Pennywise, then. Yeah, I think it and also The Nun, which is a spinoff of the... Um, the the I forgot the name of the movie right now. Um, the possession movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> the Conjuring. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll see that. I also think we'll probably see Kingsman two. It wouldn't surprise oh. me. Um, cool. I you know I I know for a fact that there is already a rough cut circulating. Um, so, you know, it's only a case of them knocking that down. And they came with the first film. They seem to have a very good time. I think they'll be there for the second. Um, I'm not sure what else, because looking at the listing, there is a lot of drama films later on this year. So, you know, there's something like Wind River, which I'm hugely excited for, but it's got nowhere to fit into Comic-Con, apart from the fact that Jeremy Renner's in it. That's kind of it. So I don't see that happening. Um you know, something like Jumanji, that could play. That could play there. Uh, well, I was going to ask you about Rampage They don't market well. it. I would be shocked. Yeah. They need to market it there. Yeah. yeah. I was also going to ask about um, uh, Rampage. Yeah, possibly, because obviously they're filming now. There's no reason why Johnson can't jump on a plane and come out. He's done it before. You know, he's, he's been there before. But I think that's because he, he's got a lot of stuff that he could bring. He has. Uh, he like, has. You say, like you say, Rampage, he could also, Jumanji 2, um, yeah. his um, 2020 presidential campaign. His, um, uh, him and the States spin-off of Fast and the Furious. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's another thing he can bring. It's called G.I. Joe. <laughs> it's <Well>, not. 
<laughs> well, um, opens on the, that's going to uh, happen. When, is the, when are the Fast and the Furious movies going to dovetail into G.I. Joe? It, this, this is, <laughs> it makes sense to me. The, by the way, Valerian opens on July 21st. So yeah. I think UK might be... I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that UK will be delayed, but that's yeah, perfect for... If they don't do some sort of premiere event at San Diego, yeah, um, that'll be a little shocking. They might do something in L.A., but they should definitely uh, well, have some presence. You're talking about the drama stuff um, and whether it actually has a home at uh, Comic-Con. At the end of the day, we did have Oliver Stone um, mm-hmm. last year bringing Snowden. Um, a, sh- a film that I'm curious to see whether it would be represented would be uh, The Beguiled. Because uh, that has been getting a lot of festival buzz. You don't think that's going to make a, an appearance? No, it's 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 released that weekend of there, and I, I just don't think... I think it's too niche for Comic-Con. I really do. I mean, you said it's got loads of buzz. I don't doubt it. You know, it, it looks incredible. I'm really excited to see it, but I just think it's too niche. One thing that I think will be there, and nobody will show up to watch it, the Emoji Movie. <laughs> No, it's okay. That's people will know about it. It's going to be plastered over the side of the Hard Rock. Um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart's supposed to be the um, it, one of the emojis in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I think will turn up: Dark Tower. I'd be yes. very surprised yeah. if that doesn't. Very surprised. Um, they need Blade to they need to start ramping up for that because yeah. Blade Runner yeah. should definitely be there as well. Well, yeah, a couple of comments are coming in on the Q&A, including a film which I'm going to put to Mark in a second. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is getting um, um, being asked about. Um, Andrew Dickinson saying the Emoji movie looks okay, actually. <laughs> okay, all right, well, let me let me have a look at the trailer. I've kind of even ignored it, quite frankly. Um, now, there's two, Atomic Blonde. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would hope that that film comes. Yeah. Because I am so up for that film. I tell you why I think that will come is because they've already started screening it. It was already played at South by Southwest and got a really good reaction. I think we'll see that getting played quite a lot around the country before it's released because it is building that buzz. I think it it may even be just 30 minutes or something like that, but I'd be very surprised if that's not there. Okay. Uh, Uh, I'll throw throw a couple more in there. Um, Tomb Raider which comes out in March. Um, Pacific Rim, which yeah. I like the original. Um, they should, and then also Maze Runner. Really? Because that also had a delay. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know they were making another one of those. Which one, Maze Runner? It, it, yeah. They had to stop production because the, the, the star got into a bad car accident during filming during a stunt. Um, but they were releasing on a yearly schedule, and then they had to take a break off for this past year. Um, right. The other film that I wanted to throw at Mark, and I'm curious to see, number one, his response, and number two, whether it's something that we could see at Comic-Con. Orient Express. Oh. Um, yeah, possibly. Possibly, because... because the cast, the cast alone would just... Rock the room. Yeah, and also they they promoted it heavily here in the UK last week. There was some sort of like launch event for it where all the cast were there, um, and they seemed to be 
taking it wider, further afield than you would expect them to be. Um, you know, I think they're, they're trying to hit anybody who has got a vague interest in it. Yeah, if they turn up, that would be a heck of a room to be in. It'd be good to have Kenneth Branagh back, because um, I think the last time we had him was for uh, the first Thor movie. Uh, so it'd be good to have him back uh, in uh, the room. That would be cool. Um, we've got a couple of people jumping in on the uh, the Q and A. Um, it was uh, Kitty Gunn that brought up Orient Express, and uh, yeah, off that first bunch of uh, that first trailer, it, it intrigued me. Um, Craig Linders uh, agrees. Orient does look interesting. Um, a bunch of people are actually jumping on Andrew Linders, um, Andrew Dickinson for his emoji movie. Let's let's hold off. Let me watch the trailer as well. You never know; it might be funny. And like I say, Patrick Stewart's in there, so it could, should be good. Um, there awesome. is a certain sorry, Leonard. There is a certain emoji to use once you've seen that trailer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is, what, is, what's that, that, is that emoji the one that Patrick Stewart is voicing? Well, I don't know what everybody's laughing about. I was using. I was saying the smiley emoji. All oh, right, so it's not the one he's, uh, he's not. <laughs> okay, um, Corgi Commander, it might be the next Trolls. Oh, that's fair. I mean, they listen. That got a lot of buzz once that film actually came out. Yeah. Um, awesome socks, uh, new name to the uh, the Q and A. Hello, welcome along. Um, Mark Judge Dread. Uh, now saying that uh, is all I'm looking forward to Marvel wise. Just to say, Judge Dread is not a Marvel product. Um, and it's also going to be coming out as a TV series. It's a rebellion thing, uh, which I was actually going to bring up with um, uh, with uh, Kevin and Alyssa. But um, that's all down to rebellion. I think we may be getting the T-shirts this year and the panel next year. Uh, I think we're just too early in the production for uh, for anything Judge Dread. But it'd be nice to see some concept art. That'd be cool. <laughs> Um, Kitty Gunn, uh, this is regarding the fact that uh, Patrick Stewart is doing the voice of the poop emoji. Uh, are people going to start doing, I'm going to take a Patrick Stewart after the film? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so any other films, certainly surprises that could be on the, uh, on the horizon? I, I don't know. This is the problem because they always throw something, uh, throw a curveball. Yes, they've almost confirmed Wonder Woman 2. I suspect they're holding off to confirm it at that panel. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, the other thing I'd quite like, and this is just going on, you know, s- some of fans that are uh, throwing it out there, is for uh, Disney to actually announce that Edgar Wright is going to do a Star Wars film. That'd be nice. It, w- it would be great. Yeah, that's absolutely It'd be nice. Yeah. But that, that, if we got that, we'd get that at D23. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that was a question. When's Baby Driver out? A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So it'd be been, been and gone by the time. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to that film. There, uh, actually, one, one more movie that um, Transmute June and I were talking about, Ready Player One, which is Steven Spielberg's movie. Of course, yeah. which um, got its big coming out at Comic-Con last year. Um, yeah. That's not, yeah talked, that's not touching the screen till March 30th, but mm. we could do some promo work around that. Fair enough. Uh, another film that has just co- uh, cropped up in the Q&A, and if anyone's going to know anything about this film, it's going to be Mark, uh, Captain uh, Christopher Nolan fan there, uh, Dunkirk. Oh, yes. Yes. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. That was, uh, that was, that was Mark's face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it comes out that weekend. I can't imagine there will be a panel. I don't think it fits in, um, to the, the niche that is Comic Con. It would be great if it is. Um, but I just don't see it. I, I think all the marketing will have been done by then. However, the good news is I'm actually seeing it before I go out to America. I'm seeing it a whole week beforehand because I'm, I've got a ticket to the BFI with intro by Christopher Nolan. I mean, phew. wow. That's yeah. cool. He's going to be yeah. a hot, sweaty mess by the time he gets on the plane. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Kitty Gunn, I heard they have already announced Wonder Woman 2. Yes, they have. Uh, that's already been kind of like um, nailed down. And not only that, um, a number of the cast already had uh, deals to do uh, Wonder Woman 2. The only person that didn't actually have uh, a confirmed contract for it was Patty Jenkins. Um, yeah, that's because uh, Warner Brothers just went, what? A bird managing to do a successful film. What are the odds? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Because that's the way that Hollywood thinks. Because uh, they're stupid. Um, but if they don't get her, if they don't get her back for the uh, the sequel, they they're going to make a huge mistake. Because she absolutely stuck the landing with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, everyone's just saying, "Ready Player One." Read the book as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, cool. I think that's pretty much all of the films that I can certainly think of that's on the on the uh, the upcoming horizon. Um, I wasn't there. I'm certain there was a couple... Actually, tell you what, if there's anything else anyone wants to quickly talk about... Sorry, let me just... Go on. I'm going to make a bold prediction, but this is for Comic-Con for 2018. Mission Impossible premiere event at San Diego. I'm I'm dropping the mic now. It's a good choice. It's it's, a good choice, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to happen at least... I called it before with Star Trek because it, I looked at the release schedule and it looked exactly like it's primed up. This is Paramount. This is Viacom. And they already have the established relationship. I think it's going to happen. And Tom Cruise needs a home run with the domestic fans. And also, it's perfect for him to abseil down the convention building. So, you know, something like that. It would be perfect for him. Well, um, him and Henry Cavill, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good shout. That's actually a really good shout. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Andrew Dickinson's turning around and uh, mentioning about War of the Planet of the Apes. That does come out the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's unlikely we'll get a panel for that, which is a shame because, then again, I'm, I will be in the line for that film because I'm a huge uh, fan of this new take on the Planet of the Apes series. Absolutely stunning. Um, possibly suggesting Deadpool 2, or we'll have a panel for that. That would be part of Definitely. the Marvel. That would be part of the Marvel setup. Um, we haven't talked about the Black Panther trailer. Not yet. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> and there was, yeah, there was the other one as well. That's what I want to mention because I, I'm a, a big f- Doug Lyman fan. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow too, mm. uh, with its bloody awful t- title, um, <laughs> which I would uh, really, yeah, live, die, repeat, and repeat. <laughs> Terrible title. Um, but um, could we see Tom Cruise? Uh, but then again, he'll, like you say, he could be in, in town to do the Dark, um, Dark Universal. So it, it's yeah. all about, I think it's all about seeing the mass of properties that people have, which we could confirm if they're going to be in town or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for that, Mark. Um, obviously, we'll be finding out about uh, panels uh, two weeks before uh, Comic-Con uh, this year, as always. So we'll be looking at the 9th, uh, or the weekend of the 6th to the 9th, when we actually get the panel announcements. Uh, of course, we will be doing a panel breakdown when we get those uh, released. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> Sarita P, Mission Impossible 5 or 6, she's lost count. Uh, so... <laughs> It is possible. It's possible for all of that. And Corgi Commander, we are all missing the big one. Sharknado 5. <laughs> I talked about it before. I said it before. You did bring that up already. Yeah, every year it's a cult favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? It's a what favorite? Maybe I just misheard. I don't know. Okay. Um, Right. So let's move on very quickly um, because I want to talk very quickly about the um, exclusives that were announced this week. But uh, we'll talk very quickly about the Black Panther trailer and our thoughts on it. Um, We'll go to we'll go to Kevin first. Kevin, uh, what's what's your thoughts? Enjoyed it. Looking forward to it. Okay. Um, Marisa. Alyssa's shaking her head, which is baffling me. Uh, uh, no, that was more of a, can we skip me? <laughs> oh, right, okay. Have you, have you not seen the, tra- the trailer yet? I, I, I'm bad. I'm a bad geek. Moving on. Mark? No worries. Uh, Mark? <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. I, I've said this before. I try not to watch trailers because there's so many spoilers in everything. So I haven't seen it. I like to go into a film fresh, so I haven't seen it. Fair enough. Okay, so just uh, between myself and uh, Kevin, then uh, Kevin says she, he liked it. I th- was thoroughly impressed. Um, it's got some real attitude to it. Um, what I also like, considering that we have already seen an on-screen, uh, sorry, on-set photo of um, uh, the cast seats for Kachala, uh, for the Black Panther, and also um, Captain Rogers, uh, Captain Steve Rogers. And also Natasha Romanoff. So yes, we are going to be having representatives from Captain America and uh, Black Widow. What I really like is that in the trailer, we don't see anybody else other than Black Panther. I'm looking at you, Spider-Man Homecoming, with all of your Iron Man pushing, you bastards. (laughs) God almighty, could you lay off, please? Which leads me, in a nice little segue, to Funko. Uh, with their exclusives, uh, because uh, they we, we've got a number of exclusives that were announced uh, this week. Um, but uh, let me uh, bring up uh, my folder for the Funko stuff, because there was quite a few. Uh, it looks like we're going to be getting this on a regular basis on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, that seems to be the kind of uh, uh, general consensus. Um, what's been the chat so far on the the forum? Has, uh, uh, is, has it been positive for the Funko exclusives? Oh, it's always positive. And, you know, Funko Fun Days and Funko Everything and, and everything. Uh, the, the exclusive people are starting to get um, uh, hints and tidbits and, and are, are, are planning how much money they, are, they want to spend and uh, how much money they can afford to spend and uh, there's, there is a push to see if we can get an online lotteries versus, um, ticket pulls in the sales pavilion. Um, CCI doesn't seem to like those types of things. There's definite pluses and minuses on both sides of the, the argument, but this is, I think this is something that's, uh, will continue to be talked about. What's been the response so far on the, the fact that they're theming? All of their um, 
releases this time around because um, this was brought up by uh, the missus uh, when I spoke to her earlier. She she felt that if, say, somebody wasn't too keen on Marvel, then they just wouldn't look at the releases. Or if they weren't too keen on any particular brand. If you weren't a keen on um, Edgar Wright's uh, uh, the, um, the... Scott Pilgrim. The, Scott Pilgrim, thank you. Complete mindfire there for a second. Um, then you would not take a chance to have a look at these uh, Funkos, but they are particularly tasty. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've found the, the window for uh, all my exclusives. So I'll tell you what, if I uh, bring this up, so at least then we can uh, show people Wait, uh, on screen. That a lot of the Funko um, collectors oh. tend to, it's, it's, Yes, they like their particular uh, niche. I would love a Daredevil uh, Funko, for example. But they they also enjoy the take on all of the different ones. So I don't think putting it out for Mar- the Marvel fans will will mean that other Funko uh, people will will they will still watch them and still take part. Take take part of it. Okay, so let's go to um, let's go to these and just to uh, show you. Uh, what we've got. So the first wave were on released on Monday was our Star Wars. Um, this is the one that got a lot of people riled up purely because we haven't had a Bodhi Rook pop Funko. And we're talking like a, what, eight months after the film's come out. And <laughs> we've been particularly peeved at the fact that it's taken now to finally get a Bodhi Rook. But um, no, I do quite like the, the sculpt on this. Uh, I do quite like the Combat Assault Tank Trooper as well. Um, this one is the one that's gotten a lot of people interested, which is the um, the supersized uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Uh, say that um, several times while drunk, um, which is um, uh, rather tasty. Glow in the Dark as well. Uh, only confirmed to as a response to somebody else, yes, the Princess Leia in the R2-D2 and Princess Leia 2-pack is going to be a glow-in-the-dark as well. So uh, that's um, the uh, the Star Wars ones. And I believe I've got them all in a separate folder. Of course I have. Uh, so let's go to uh, Wave 2, which came out on Wednesday. Wednesday. Like I say, all of these were um, uh, themed and uh, came out in one block. So we have ourselves the Scott Pilgrim ones. Um, I quite like these. Uh, if, if anything, I was also quite taken by the fact that people were turning around and saying on chat that they hadn't actually seen the film. So they had no idea what Scott Pilgrim was. What? Uh, I know. Tell me about it. I'm surprised. Great film. Great film. Um, if you've not seen Scott Pilgrim, check it out. It's just an awesome flick. Um, Scott Pilgrim with the Sword of Destiny. We have, uh, Nega Scott, which is the one that... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Uh, Roxy Richter is very, very cool as well as one of the evil exes. Uh, the Scott Pilgrim three pack, which in a set of daubs. Okay, fine, whatever. And we have ourselves rock candy, which to be honest, I don't particularly like the rock candy figures, but I really like this Ramona flowers. I think that's just really, really cute. Uh, so there's those to uh, uh, finish up on wave two. And then Wave 3 is the one that got everyone excited because, of course, we are talking Marvel. Uh, so if I just uh, pop that open and go to this, uh, yes, we have ourselves um, Gwenpool with a selfie stick. Um, obviously, Marvel doing their best to really make sure that people know that Gwenpool exists as a character because we've got a fair few. We've got ourselves a Rock Candy uh, character as well. Um, this is the one for me. This is the highlight so far. I adore this, uh, which is the red She-Hulk. 
Uh, still no clue yet on uh, convention quantities yet or how much she's going to go for, but I absolutely adore that Funko. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, Captain America, which is um, Bucky Cap. Uh, I did actually have someone mention that he was disappointed that the um, the blacks weren't chrome like the comics. Uh, so it really would stand out as a Bucky Cap. And then the one that ran me up, which is this bloody thing, uh, which <laughs> is Tony Stark with a Iron Man helmet on a Spider-Man homecoming thing. When everyone is criticising Spider-Man Homecoming for pimping the fact that it's got Tony Stark in there, that's the pop they chose to be the exclusive at Comic-Con. Jesus. When... (laughs) What the hell? It's a Spider-Man movie, for the love of God. Anyway, so there we go. That's Pop Funko. Like I say, we've very little in terms of quantities apart from... A number of the uh, the Scott Pilgrim ones, but certainly on Marvel, we don't have numbers of quantities or, or uh, prices yet. But we'll get those, no doubt, as we get closer. And of course, we'll be paying attention to social media tomorrow as we have ourselves Wave Four hit the streets. Um, plus, so there we go. Of, uh, plus, a lot of those may also be convention exclusives and or shared with uh, other organizations like Hot Topic, Walgreens. As far as I'm aware, the only one that's confirmed as a shared is the Bodhi Rook. Mm. I believe that's I believe that's a shared exclusive. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one. Um, <laughs> Corgi Commander, I can't remember, but aren't Selfie Sticks Bandit uh, Comic Con? Yes, they are. That's a good point. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Wave four from Dan Berry. He says DC. Definitely. It's not the worst idea in the world. Okay. Um, yes. Cool. Excellent stuff. Uh, Sarita P, I think a majority will be shared. Uh, super catchic. I'm putting good energy out into the universe for a Thor Ragnarok six inch Hulk in battle armor. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be glorious. So yeah, very, very good indeed. Excellent stuff. Um, right. So. Um, if you do head to uh, an Englishman in San Diego dot com, um, there is a, a dedicated page for the exclusives. Uh, there isn't too much in terms of other ones. I know there's been a couple of announcements, but to be honest, I think they're a little bit. Um, they're not fantastic. I, I, I don't think they're kind of worth mentioning here. I know the Symbiote Studios ones, for example, which are the uh, the catnip cuties. Um, yeah, even Alyssa's just pulling a face at this point. Um, but no, they are, they're exclusives. I mean, let's just, well, very quickly, let's just, uh, uh show you these. Uh, these are, uh, no, I might as well. Might as well. Uh, these are, I think the things that I'm, I think the reason why I'm a little bit, number one, nobody knows the brand. Number two, they're actually bloody expensive. Uh, these are the, um, the keychains, which by the way are free. Those you can pick up. All you have to do is play rock, paper, scissors with somebody at the booth. Hey, what the hell? Okay, knock yourself out. Um, but you have these things, which are the catnip, uh, Bravo plushes. These are $25 each. Wow. Which is, while I guarantee they will probably be pretty good quality, that's not cheap. 
Although I don't quite like, I can't have another one. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Wednesdays. $20, $25, $29. That's, yeah, that's a bit uh, rich for my blood. So there we go. Uh, one or two people asking about um, uh, the exclusives from Mattel. Uh, I'm doing my best to try and find out a date. Uh, we have yet to know when they're going to get released. Uh, one or two people asking about the Hasbro ones as well. At the moment, we've only got the announcements that we've had. Uh, which was for the Marvel Legends, the Black Series. Oh, and, oh yes, the uh, Transformers last night. Um, has everyone seen this yet? But, um, I, don't know if, I don't know if there's much chatter on uh, the forum about this, which is, um, yeah, a uh, Optimus Prime, nice. which nice. is uh, going to transform into Prime and into a truck. Prime, truck. Prime, <laughs> truck. <laughs> It's called a Transformers, kids. That's how it's, that's, it's right there in the title. Although you do also get yourself a bit of rubber from the actual set, Optimus Prime. But of course. That's nice. Okay. And there's, there's Mark sharing the same face as I'm doing with. Okay. You get a bit of tire. Get a bit of Michael Bay's work. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, a few years ago. <sighs> okay, so there we go. Those are the exclusives uh, as announced. I believe that we've got a couple more coming out, um, but it's all about the uh, the the Mattel exclusives, which people are trying to find out about at the moment. Um, let's go through a couple of last minute questions before we do start um, wrapping things up. Um, uh, Angela Copley loves the Car- Coraline set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's wonderful. What's what's this? It's uh, Necker, I believe. Oh, I had a Okay, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I'm I'm behind on those. The only ones I've seen are the Bill and Ted's uh, action. Oh no, I'm going to bring that up because that's actually rather tasty. Uh, this is the uh, one from Necker, which is a uh, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, which is a very nicely detailed, actually. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, a, d- a death figure, uh, which is rather nice. Uh, the, I mean, the face is... Look at that! They might as well have just photoshopped him in. That's just incredible. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, going to be a uh, death figure that uh, they, they brought out. That's from NECA. No, I didn't know about the Coraline set, so I'm going to have to look into that. It does look nice. I agree. Uh yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it, but uh, it's more friendly than uh, the, the exclusive that Leonard posted. <laughs> yeah. Um, other exclusives which have been announced, uh, which somebody uh, is talking about in terms of uh, the Enterprise, uh, which was part of the uh, Diamond Select Toys um, figures uh, that, uh, sorry, yeah, Diamond Comics, sorry, uh, that was announced. Uh, We've already known about the uh, Batman Beyond uh, resin busts, and we know all about the uh, Marvel Gallery Deadpool and the Iron Man, Iron Giant variant. Uh, but the one that um, has been uh, pointed out, let me see if I can find it, um, is the Star Trek Enterprise uh, Final Flight, uh, which is a, um, a stand, uh, comes on a stand. And, uh, yeah, it's basically off the back of um, Star Trek Three: Search for Spock, uh, this is Brian. I'll look at Alyssa's face to see what she thinks of it. Um, although someone did quite frankly say, hang on a second, when that thing crashed, wasn't the dish pretty much nearly destroyed? 
Um, at which point the uh, the guys from Diamond Select turned around and said, "Well, this is uh, this is our what we feel about the Enterprise, not necessarily how it looked on screen." <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I say, comes on a stand, but also uh, comes there as a battle damaged or coming into uh, the atmosphere, destroyed in Star Trek Three uh, as the uh, the uh, NCC one seven zero one Alpha. Uh, so there we go. Um, what else? I, th- um, I think uh, Andrew Dickinson. That's all horrible. Okay. Uh, thank you very much indeed for that. Um, uh, Scott. Uh, Scott. Yeah, hold, don't hold back. Uh, Scott's still not a fan of the Orange Enterprise. I know it's why it's like that. I just find it ugly. No, I'm, it, it's, I'm it makes, challenged it makes... with the color a little bit. I'm a little challenged with the color, and I'm a Trek fan. and Challenged. Yeah. 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 If you do a backdrop, um, you have a backdrop of the of Genesis, and you could like how, how I think I saw a picture a friend of mine sent to me on Facebook where you actually have a backdrop of the planet and it going into the atmosphere. That works. That would but work on its own with, with some with some kind of context. Yeah, on yeah. its own, you're just it's going to elicit a few questions like why is the Enterprise orange? Uh, and last but not least, uh, now this is not going to be the only exclusives that he's bringing, and they're not, well, I, well, they are um, uh, exclusive to Comic-Con, but they're not S- uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. Uh, this is from Alex Ross, w- which I guarantee his booth is going to be gorgeous because he really pushed the boat out on the booth design uh, in 2016. Uh, so expect to see this hung in prime glory. Which is, uh, yeah, he's actually doing some Universal Monsters as prints, uh, this year. He's done a, uh, Frankenstein, uh, black and white, which just looks absolutely stunning. And then you've got this as a Dracula. How awesome is that? That looks um, really good. That's, that's really tasty. Those are going to be appearing on the Alex Ross, uh, booth when we find out. Uh, last year it was, um, just alongside the DC booth. It was just a couple of uh, blocks up from DC. Uh, so no, very tasty indeed. There's also actually a, a very nice, um, scar, battle scarred Batman, which he's teased as well, which I'm looking forward. Uh, Aaron Nabus, the Frankenstein av- anniversary is next year. So it's in good timing for that. So there we go. Anything else that's been uh, mentioned? I was just going to say, speaking of Aaron Abus, I, I was going to do my weekly shout out for uh, this is not for people who've actually done something yesterday and today and or today. But uh, if you don't want to hear me say I told you so at San Diego, perhaps now is the time to do something SDCC fit. Take a walk around the block. Back to Or sit in front of the television with all the pilots that we've been discussing and eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the popcorn, Shake Shack oh. burgers. Oh, popcorn! <laughs> <laughs> I went to the movies with, with a girlfriend of mine, and she insisted on getting popcorn. And I was like, I can't have somebody sitting next to me eating popcorn and not have popcorn. So I had to have movie popcorn. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay, so uh, that's our show for this week. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. We really did get into a whole bunch of stuff. The only thing I don't think we uh, really touched on, and very quickly talking to Mark, Venomverse. Will we get something this year? Um, pff, who knows? 
Who knows? You know, it, it keeps coming around, doesn't it? They keep teasing it, and then it goes a bit dark, and we never know, and then it comes back around. It's, oh, who knows with that one, really? Well, didn't it cast Tom Hardy this past week? Tom Hardy's been casting everything this past week. That's the problem. <laughs> He's now playing Jafar in Aladdin, and, uh, you know... The the only the only thing we know about Tom Hardy, and I don't I don't want to touch on this too much because it might upset me, is that his dog died this week. He did. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. yeah it was. No, it, um, that that was quite emotional because uh, no, the, uh, his dog appeared with him everywhere, and yeah, yeah, it was quite a touching tribute with that. Um, speaking of Tom, well, let's talk about uh, uh, Tom Hardy then, because that was going to be my segue into um, D twenty three. Uh, which takes place the weekend before uh, San Diego Comic-Con, of course. And um, already we have apparently now a full panel lineup for uh, D23. It's all been kind of uh, put together. All the jigsaw puzzle pieces have been uh, laid out, including the Magicians, which got announced uh, yesterday. Uh, we are going to be doing a D23 special tomorrow. Uh, sorry, next week. Sorry, uh, next Sunday. We're going to be having uh, someone join us to talk about uh, D23, the best way to move around the convention, uh, things we can expect to see. And if you've never been to D23, what you can expect at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, well, there's a question there from Andrew Dickinson. Can you get your badges the day before at D23? Those are the kind of things that we're going to be bringing up next week. Uh, so do join us. It is a D23 special show. And hopefully we'll see um, not only Tom Hardy on stage, but also um, Guy Ritchie uh, as they announce the uh, live action of Aladdin on stage. Who knows? That could be, that could be interesting. So there we go. Oh, um, Dan Bray saying the magicians are idiot fest, not D23. Sorry about that, mate. Uh, yeah, I got that right. I knew I was getting confused. But no, we are going to be getting it. So D23 is what we're going to talk about next week. Right. Well, yes. Uh, who wants to do this? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll pass this over to Mark Serby. Uh, would you like to, uh, yes, uh, say a few words? Yeah, just two minutes. Uh, Adam West, obviously everybody knew him as Batman. I think most people probably grew up on his Batman. Whilst it was campy, whilst it was fun, it was still the Batman that we'll all remember. Um, it's always going to be voted one of the best as well. But the thing that got me, having noticed this, two things actually, is that his acting credits are over 190 on IMDb. So he's done a lot. However, the funny thing that I found about Adam West is that if you take away Batman and you take away Family Guy, the guy really struggled to be a proper actor. You know, he embraced the B-movie roots a little bit, but he struggled to be a, a an on-screen actor, just him and his face, basically. So then, if you look on his IMDb, you will see somewhere around the late 80s, early 90s, he started to embrace doing voice acting, and that's where it took off from him. And obviously, now everybody does voice acting, so I think we have Adam West to thank for taking voice acting from being, hey, we don't know who this is, but it doesn't make any difference, to being, oh, we know this is Adam West, or we know this is so-and-so. So I think he was very instrumental in taking voice acting from being, oh, it doesn't matter, to being, okay, that we need to get somebody who's got a distinct voice. Yeah. Um, I was actually heartbroken because I was, I always held out hope that we would get a definitive Dark Knight Returns and have Adam West voicing um, the old, uh, the older Bruce Wayne. Uh, I know Kevin Conroy has his fans, 
but Adam West, I think, would have been absolutely perfect for that. But uh, there we go. Um, I, on behalf of the entire uh, um, Englishman in San Diego and, of course, the podcast, um, we uh, say our condolences to uh, his family and friends because it is a great loss. If you saw him at a convention, you know just how nice the guy was. He was incredibly generous with his time. I bumped into him almost literally on the way to his uh, signing table. Uh, he was heading there and I pretty much ran the guy over, uh, which was uh, interesting. But he stopped and grabbed me by the shoulders. He told me to calm down. He told himself to calm down, to soak in the Comic-Con and the sales, look around and enjoy it. And I just went, you know what? You, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Uh, so, no, that was that's my Adam West story. Um, we're going to miss him and our condolences, uh, certainly, uh, to the work of Adam West, who passed away uh, yesterday. Right. I think that's us. Uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us today. Um, I'd like to say, th- oh, hang on a sec. Oh, no, we've got the week in TV, haven't we? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have well, we talked enough about TV this week? We Go on, have, Melissa. I will. I will be brief. Uh, but last week was so spectacular with Fear returning and Dark Matter and Winona Earp and Orange is the New Black and Leftovers and Gotham and Orphan Black. It, you know, we're leading into next week, which yes, as Kevin shows us his shirt, absolutely. So I hope everybody has enjoyed last week's show. Um, tonight we've got fear, um, I, you know, is, is, will be on also have, um, Kevin Spacey is hosting the Tony, um, the theatrical award oh. show, the Tonys. So if you like, uh, if you like award shows and enjoy tongue in cheek humor and, um, and some good dancing, it's, you know, it would, it should be interesting. I, I kind of liberally use the fast forward button through it's, those things. It's not got, it hasn't got my boyfriend, Neil Patrick Harris involved. I couldn't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but James but, Gordon, I think, will be coming back next year. Uh, you know, uh, it was worth it last year I watched it. It was worth it because my, um, my sexually questioning son walked through and was just floored by all of the male dancers. So I, I loved it for that, that one reason. Um, we also, this week, we also get, uh, Blood Drive, the, um, uh, uh, the show, the, on sci-fi that we've been talking about quite a bit that's rather gory. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And the perennial favorite of Face Off is happening. They're, they're coming back for their gazillion season. Um, it was, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's right up there with, uh, uh, a survivor and you know those those types of shows um one other thing that that is happening which i really like if you guys like history um and spy networks is the turn on amc it's into into their final season is premiering this week i think friday um yes. that's, that's a fun show if you want to binge you know if you want to kind of get an idea of this is where people were first starting to think about how spy crap works and uh, that was really that's they've got a couple of really fun things with um, how they actually did the spy craft. Um, Handmaiden's Tale ends up is the the final is uh, this Wednesday uh, concludes their first season on Wednesday, and we hope uh, that uh, so anybody who's thought about getting a one month binge 
uh, for that free, you know, free, your first month free to, uh, Hulu. Uh, now is the time to get it because you could probably binge the whole thing in a week. And that's the week in television. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Excellent <have> <laughs> Well, did I miss anything? No, you did not. Um, but turn is actually Saturday. That's good. Other than that, um, PBS has a couple of things this summer as well. Um, this week um, starts the tunnel, um, which is, I would say, maybe worth a watch if you want something a little bit more, I would say, off the beaten path of typical um, TV series. And then... Um, Pretty much for me, it's, of course, Doctor Who um, and Orphan Black. So I'm a BBC America guy. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we've got Kitty Gun and Awesome Socks having a bit of a binge, or sorry, a bit of a, uh, a love fest at the moment about Twin Peaks on the Q&A. Um, yeah. It, we could be seeing, I mean, I'm still not convinced uh, that we'll be seeing it at Comic-Con, but everyone seems to be shouting me down. So, yeah, what else is new? Uh, so there we go. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Uh, I'd like to thank my guests as always. Uh, where can people find you online, Kevin? Um, at FOCC blog. Um, this Twitter handle and also writing for the Friends of, Friends of Comic Con blog site. And oh yeah, at a, at Kevin DW42. <laughs> Excellent stuff. It's always good to promote your own t- Twitter in there as well. I'll <laughs> just, just be a slave to Alyssa all the time. Man. Come on. No, no. Yeah. Stand up for yourself, man. Show some independence. It's fine. And where can people find you online, Mark? Uh, MarkSeerby.com, my own little website. I'm on Twitter, Mark underscore Seerby. Um, on there every Thursday night in the UK on the Anglian radio station doing the film reviews. I then tweet them out over the weekend so people can listen to them again. And also, if you type my name into Amazon, you get this. <laughs> so feel free How to... How you get that? Well, <laughs> well... You will for uh, a few uh, dollars or a few pounds, yes. However, if you type it into Amazon, then yes, you can pick this up. It's a delightful book. As I said, it's nice and thick. It's got some photos in it as well. So if you do buy it, please, please, please leave a review on Amazon or Good Goodreads. It really helps with the uh, the the numbers, basically. So what's the cost? Yeah. I, I'm about to put. I'm about to post a tweet with the link so people can pick it up from Amazon. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's my contribution to, you know, <laughs> the, the cause. The cause. Excellent stuff. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Where can people find you, Alyssa? Uh, at Ad Friends of CCI is my Twitter handle, and on the the site uh, Friends of CC dot com. Excellent stuff. Next- Yep, see you next week. Like I say, it's going to be a D23 episode talking about what you can expect when you get into Anaheim and uh, what you can actually expect from the show. I've never been to D23, so I'm very excited about finding out what this uh, convention is all about. Um, Corgi Commander is hoping that he will be bumping into Mark Serby at San Diego so he can get his copy of Al Pacino, the movies (laughs) behind the man, signed, because at least then... He can stand and say that, just like Michael Rooker, yeah. I've got a signed copy of this book. And also, I know uh, how to spell Jason, so that's quite easy. I won't have that that, <laughs> that mind fart of thinking, have I spelt it wrong? So, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my word. Excellent stuff. Uh, you can find out more of my stuff on Twitter at EnglishmanSECC. You can also find um, 
uh, me on YouTube, on uh, Instagram, on Google Plus and YouTube. I've said YouTube. Yes, subscribe on YouTube. Then you can see when we do this show again live. And, of course, you can find all the stuff that I do on EnglishmanInSanDiego.com. And if Thank you very like, much indeed. And if you'd like to support the site? <laughs> yes, of course, if you want. To, you see, I'm not the, the hardcore pimp like uh, Mike Servia. If you want to support the show, of course. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> you, can, you can head to patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC uh, to show your support and uh, shove any pennies in my direction to help us keep doing what we do. Do yeah, take cool. care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, keep your eyes open for those Funko Pops that get announced uh, over the course of the week. And we'll talk about those, of course, as well as D23 next Sunday. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.